0: The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. (laughs)
1: Holidays are upon us and retailers are in deep preparation for the Christmas shopping rush. It's going to be an unpredictable festive trading season this year with a raft of economic challenges and uncertainty amid the cost of living crisis. In this Retail Therapy Christmas special, we'll be discussing what's in store for retailers, consumers and how spending may be shaping up. Joining me for some retail therapy is Kate Box. Kate is the Retail Director for Australia and New Zealand at Meta and has a wealth of marketing and advertising experience. Kate is going to share the latest consumer trends and technologies that can help retailers succeed in this all-important time. Kate, welcome.
0: Thank you, Paul. It's fantastic to be here.
1: Okay, Kate, there's a bit of a different vibe in the air heading into this Christmas, let's face it, and we're all well aware of the cost of living crisis that the media have actually talked about and we've talked about so many times, and equally, there's a cost of doing business challenges as well. Is there hope amidst the doom and gloom, and how do you see the Christmas trading period unfolding this year?
0: Yeah, look, I'll I'll start with the not the not so good news, I guess, and that is that there's no doubt what we're seeing is that people are feeling a little bit deflated, um, quite different to that revenge Christmas that we all enjoyed in in 2022, and we actually do a, ho- a holiday study uh, each year, and we've spoken to about 1600 Aussies. And the data points, they confirm the outlook that three quarters of people are looking to find bargains. About a quarter are looking to set gift limits. Seven percent are planning no presents. I'm hoping that's the households without the kids in it. Um, And 73 percent are feeling like they have to do a lot of financial planning this year. So it's feeling like it's feeling like a little bit of a chore, and that it'll be a, a, a tougher Christmas. Is there hope? You ask. Um, I, I think you know. Hopefully, as we as we move through today, you'll see that we do think there is some hope when it comes to the role platforms like Meta, Driving Connection, and Driving Sales. Because this year has most definitely been the year of of AI, and really large investments in AI. Uh, and we're seeing it drive better results and we're seeing it drive more consumer engagement. And with that comes opportunity to grow business. And, yeah, I, I, I sit in awe of everything that this industry deals with and and all the complexity around the rising costs as well as the consumer sentiment. But I, I'm excited about the small role we can play uh, with technology.
1: Well, let's hope, Kate, we're not one of those, our friends aren't one of those 7% that, um, actually are saying there's no gifts because we'll be ditching them no, real quick. No at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's but, right. But look, the messaging there is consistent because we know that people are going to be looking to stretch that household dollar. They're going to be looking for, for deals and promotional discounts. Um, and they're going to want to make sure that, um, you know, that they're seeing value. And I guess that's where, um, you know, whilst retailers are doing it tough, consumers, should do well out of um, the current situation. And I guess this is where Meta can actually sort of help to make sure that those um, offers are well communicated um, to consumers because we will all have to be working a bit harder going into this Christmas after, uh, as you mentioned, two sort of record bumper Christmas trading periods. We're not uh, planning for that this year.
0: Yeah, look, that's exactly right. And the magic word there is value. And value can mean different things to different consumers. And I've never had so many conversations about value coming into Christmas as we have this year. And we're, we're talking a lot about price, but it feels like just blasting out price can be a bit of a race to the bottom. Mm. So it's also about driving value through, you know, relevance and quality and the fact if consumers are going to be buying less, they want to be buying that perfect product they've discovered and they still love discovering something that feels right for them. There's still joy in that, which is great. For others, value comes with, you know, getting into the spirit of Christmas as well. That still comes through our research as one of the key reasons people will part with their money coming into Christmas. Um, You know, and it's important for brands to then be present, to inspire, to tell stories, you know, and really connect with customers in that lead up. For others it might mean loyalty and rewards and really smart use of that. And for others, of course, they're time poor. So value will come from great fulfillment options, from retailers being really smart about taking care of postage cutoff dates and click and collect options and of course early planning with Black Friday. So a lot of a lot of discussion around those different Uh, just those different definitions of value for customers and how retailers can reach the right customers with the right value of perception, uh, value perception for them.
1: And you raise some great points. I mean, there's no doubt that these economic headwinds have changed consumer habits. And you know, that consumers will be seeking a very different Christmas this year. So it's really important that, you know, retailers are really focused on those promotional events and then making sure that they get the most out of it because that's where the customers will be, where there's there's great um, value to be had. Now, do you have any insights for how brands can connect with and win over the cost-conscious consumer?
0: Yeah, and look, I think this is where, you know, you you win them over, the cost-conscious one, by being relevant to them and leveraging the AI to sort of optimize the messages. So, for some sort of context, when we talk about AI, because it can be a bit of a, if anyone's out there with their buzzword, bingo, they've already crossed it off the list. But, um, you know, we're talking about $30 billion in R&D this year from Meta, mainly invested into AI and apps, and it's similar across other big tech businesses. Like, I, I could speak on behalf of all of them when we talk about that big investment. So, when we talk about appealing to the cost-conscious customer, being sort of efficient and effective in getting the right product to the right person is going to be, you know, more important than ever. And the good news is the AI has been doing the work and learning how to get the right message in front of the right person for the whole year. It's got better and better at it and stronger and stronger at it. And as we all know, AI doesn't stop to eat. It doesn't stop to sleep. It just learns what customers are going to respond from, say, switching from specialty to department retailers, switching categories. They're going to be able to use the signal that we see to determine which customers are more likely to do that. It will determine which customers sit with a a very high priority around price because they've got you know that that extra mortgage payment or that extra rent payment as opposed to those customers who are out there and still reasonably cash rich this christmas so that's what the ai has been learning all year and that's what you can use to find those cost conscious customers and i think on the on the flip side to the ai what's also emerged this year is a big trend around short-form content. So it's unimaginable the amount of time people are spending in short-form content this year compared to even this time last year. And this short-form content comes in YouTube, TikTok, but also meta platforms. And we've had 98% of people who use Reels, and it's about 80% of people on our platforms, they also share them. But most importantly, in the context of reaching customers, they message businesses off the back of Reels as well, about 60% of them do. And then within that short form content, cost the cost conscious customers are also telling us that creators can make a difference and a, it can be a great way for a brand to connect. Um, and people say that they want to look to their favourite creators. It's 44% are looking for gift ideas. Forty percent are looking for outfit ideas coming into the silly season, and uh, about the same number again are looking for creators to tell them where to find the best deals. So there's that combination of AI, but mm. also the type of content that customers are out there engaging in, both combined to make a great way to connect with that con- that uh, cost conscious customer. Bit of a tongue twister. No, in that it one. certainly
1: is. And Kate, look, I think if I reflected <laughs> over the last couple of years through COVID. We saw many retails which I never thought would happen in my time, but I'm glad that it came. Which that, that have dumped really doing catalogue distributions to communicate um, their particular offers or um, uh, whatever was going on in, in in what was happening in store, and they've really uh, transformed themselves into digital communication. And I guess going into this, um, um, in the last two years, we were sort of trapped, weren't we? So we were we had two bumper Christmases. Everybody was shopping at home online. I guess going into this Christmas, how much do you think technology, does the technology factor into Christmas trading period um, for, for success?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be a bit biased, but I think it's a fantastic way to drive competitive advantage. And I know we're going to talk about omnichannel Um, as well. But really understanding that consumers are traversing both channels means technology can touch on 80 to 90% of the transactions or the role that technology plays can touch on 80 to 90% of transactions overall. So, it's a big opportunity coming into the trade period. And again, um, the, the fact that it can be that much smarter this year is relative to last year when people had more money in their pockets the way that you as a retailer behave in a way that makes up for the fact that every dollar is harder to get boy you what can you use this year that's going to make the difference and gain that competitive advantage because it truly was the year of, of ai um you know and the, just it makes blasting price out there in a in a mass way seem really reductive and inefficient this Mm. is a way to get out there with messages that are also about more than just price as we were talking about earlier technology is how you get out there with multiple value messages and do that effectively and efficiently and i also love that technology because of the new video formats there's a production studio in every small business's pocket so that's the role technology can play for them Absolutely. We're saying big businesses think about these sort of mobile formats and how they tell their big production Christmas stories alongside stories in mobile formats, which is exciting to see. But I also love that this production capability, the ability to record a video, inspire people with gift ideas, get a creator to share their ideas is something that businesses of every size have access to. And that's another great role technology can play.
1: Now, you, you raised some really good points there, and I guess that we, we you spoke about the rise of the value-driven or cost-conscious uh, shopper. Um, will that have any bearing, do you think, on when we expect people to shop? What What are you hearing and what are you learning from your research? Will they shop early or will they leave it until the last minute?
0: I mean, the, 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 the TLDR on this is it's going to be both, but we are expecting a big seasonal sales season again. So this is something that we, in our holiday study, really drill down into. Uh, and we saw last year that on meta platforms, 60% of customers say they bought something in Black Friday, Cyber right. Mum Day, last year, and that was up twenty five percent. So people who are in these tech platforms are more likely to take advantage of it than the than everybody if you look at the Australian Post figures. And one in two say that they're going to do most of their holiday shopping during seasonal sales events this year. Wow. So but that's half. Mm. That still leaves a lot of people who are going to be...
1: Disorganised. ...continuing to shop. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. And so I'd say the wise money goes on being present for the whole lead up, for inspiring, you know, as early as October, November, because you do get those early shoppers, the super planned ones, going heavy on price and bargains over the sales uh, season and, and things like Black Friday and Cyber Monday but then still having a drumbeat of products that are being optimised to the right audiences after the sales and in the lead-up for Christmas. And then in that last week, there's that really nice capability to switch the messaging up and make it about last-minute gift ideas, click-and-collect options, um, and really capturing uh, even gift certificates we see a a nice increase in in messaging around them in that last week to really grab those disorganized people. I'm not gonna say excuse to men.
1: That was a very sexist comment, Kate. And I'll be honest with you, I've witnessed that myself. It's, it was always the blokes in on the day at Christmas Eve, actually, shopping at the um, yeah. fragrance counters. It was hilarious because they also spent um, quite a bit because they were so desperate to make sure they, they got a gift in time. So we, we do love those customers as well. Yeah. So, so I think in summary, you're saying, you know, we, we do expect people, there'll be a combination of both. People will be well-planned. They'll be looking for value, looking for offers. Um, that'll be culminating really in the big Black Friday um, weekend trading, but also be ready for those last minute shoppers. Um, probably less focused on price by that stage because they just really want to get a gift solution, um, and that your your messaging moves quickly to um, to allow. Um, it's really becomes more about one of convenience, I guess, to get the get that shopping list done.
0: That's right, and this is exactly what we mean when we talk about value being in different things to different people. So you want technology to help you find those last minute shoppers as quickly and as easily as possible. And they, although we we joke about the men, it that it can come in many forms, that last minute shopper. So you know having the AI actually look at the intent signal of of millions of people and help you find those shoppers is that way to create competitive advantage in that in those last couple of weeks before christmas day.
1: Good points. Do you have any other tips you uh, you might have for businesses to ensure they're set up for a successful trading period?
0: Yeah, I think well, it's you know having that constant presence so not not thinking about you know one big moment. I think if we go back a few years to the the John Lewis ad era of like launching that one moment and expecting that to be enough to capture your audience for the whole period. It's about now more about having a longer-term plan and, and, you know, optimising to the ebbs and flows of where shoppers are at in that two-month lead-up period. So tapping into all of those different ideas of what value represents um, the AI is obviously is absolutely an undercurrent here. What mm. I said the other day: forget love, actually, it's AI. Actually, <laughs> this Christmas. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, I just encourage we're with businesses and we're with big businesses have been testing since May. We, you know, on this, of course, but you can test really easily around things like, you know simplifying accounts data integrations creative optimization and getting measurement in place to look at lift both online and in store just encourage businesses to to play with those four dimensions in the lead up so Mm. that you're not coming from a standing start and competing in the auctions you know without having tested what you want to achieve before you know we come into those big trading periods start testing now
1: yeah good very good point there (laughs) And there's always a lot of conjecture around e-commerce versus brick-and-mortar brick yeah. shopping. You're a champion of the two working together, uh, as I as I am. Uh, how do you see that playing out this Christmas?
0: I, yeah, it's it, it, unbelievable to me that it's still got conjecture yeah. around it. I mean, it's just... Um, the evidence comes up again and again and again that people are discovering products in digital environments, going in-store, traversing both channels, loving the options to buy the way they want to buy, return where they want to return. You know, these these sorts of capabilities create tremendous competitive advantage, in my um, opinion. So, you know, I think I, I do see that playing out as a competitive advantage this Christmas, and I'd encourage, again, to plan and pace around the behaviours for those in the lead up to Christmas, yes. depending on what week it is. So optimise, absolutely optimise for online around Black Friday and Cyber Monday, where a lot of that shopping happens, um, but optimise for those omni-channel outcomes in that last couple of weeks in the lead up um, with that messaging around click and collect with location based targeting so that you can drive people in store Um, and you know I love that I love that runway and thinking through it with individual retailers like what does it mean for your category in October what does it mean in November and what does it mean you know through the weeks of December what are the what are the products that you want to have being showcased to customers that make the most sense with the message into either buy now online or buy in store?
1: Yeah, no, really good points. And I, I guess that's the whole point. Like it's a. It's a significant campaign, you know, for a discretionary retailer, they make up to two thirds of their profits through that all important Christmas trading period. So it's really important they get it right. And I think there was resistance. We're gonna come and just discuss, come back to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, because a lot of resistance to that promotion. Um, yesteryear, because um, purely because retailers hated discounting when you know when they're going into the Christmas trading period, but it's become such a global phenomenon, and we have really saw through the COVID years. Um, retailers really get behind them and both, uh, Black Friday and Summer Monday over the last couple of years have been record breaking. Now, in asking you this here, Kate, do you expect the momentum will continue to build over that event? Um, do you expect a lot of Christmas shopping will be done, particularly on those days? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, as we've seen in the in the study that we do, we are anticipating that that'll increase again this year, without question. Um, that steady growth that we've seen over the last couple of years, given the economic situation, we don't expect that to recede mm. this year. So we do we do see um, customers looking to take advantage of that. And I would add too, what's interesting this year is the. Um, increase use of platforms like ours and and targeting of this market by overseas players as well and they'll they'll definitely be leaning into these events so um you know if if it's not ideal i get that it's not ideal but it's it's like becoming
1: it's where the customer is there's a need there's a need
0: to there's a need to to play or have a clear reason not to yes i think there are there are great examples of businesses who do who do steer clear of it, um, but uh, depending on what category you're in, it it is just the situation now that customers will have access to these offers from both local businesses as well as overseas players yeah, in larger point. and larger numbers. Yeah, because you so can't you just look at it there.
1: locally, can you, Kate? Because it's really we're becoming much more of a the industry is becoming more and more globalised, and I think if you're not participating, then you're sort of missing out over that um, that's period. Right. And that's where the customer will be. They'll be looking for deals. They'll be looking for value. And, you know, I have a personal philosophy of getting my Christmas shopping almost complete by that weekend. And that weekend, I complete it all. Um, because it's also yeah. that timing of it just so perfect because you can order online um, and have um, over that weekend have the, the gift delivered just in time. Even even if Oz post you know, have got delays, and I don't expect that they're really staff, staffing up significantly this year again, based on the success last yeah. year. You're guaranteed to get your gift there into on time. So, you know, it's it's a it's an event you can't really miss anymore.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and I think there are some. I mean, there are some categories that are. I think of someone like a Mecca, um, and I've you know, I think they do holiday really, really well. The beauty ca- uh, category. Does pretty well, though, in economic yes. downturn because mm-hmm. people do shift from, as you would well know with your background, you see that shift from, you know, apparel into into beauty Um uh, so there are exceptions, but I think for the majority of car- uh, yeah. uh, categories, it's it's the place
1: to be. No, agree. Look, and I think in cosmetics, I know that well very well. It's not – um, it, it, so it may not be through discount. It may be through other value options. It could be free gift wrapping. It could be um, uh, okay. a- additional samples. There's other ways of offering value. That's right. Now, I'm going to shift quickly onto – you mentioned John Lewis. I don't know whether you know this. This is my favourite Christmas campaign. Every time it comes out – I always um yeah. google it because it, it it plays to the hearts and minds of um you know, and pulls the heartstrings uh, around what Christmas yeah. is always at, and there's is about and there's always a beautiful message in there. Now you mentioned that it's clearly one of your favorites. Do you have any other examples of other fantastic Christmas campaigns that set an example?
0: Yeah, I think like one of the other big sort of UK players that does very well is Marks and Spencer as well. You know, they um, really capture that Christmas spirit um, very well in their in their communications. but specifically last year, what they did well is um they started planning with partners like us early, May June, um but it's never too late. Uh, and the, as they were doing the storyboards for this fantastic you know TVC you know longer form video, uh, it, they were telling the story of the of the MNS food fairy. Uh, and bringing to life, you know, different uh, items of food that were meaningful to the audience over the Christmas period. But we sat and planned out with them the, the vertical short form versions of that story at the same time, so that consumers were able to um, see a combination of long and short form and get right. that cut through and get and and have it be something that a story that was told over yes. the extent of the Christmas period which was really fun but it also meant that what MS could do is take that that beautiful storytelling that that heartstring moment but also break it out into 10 core products right. and target lo- from a location point of view yes. so use it to actually drive yes. trade as well um and you know with, with Christmas puddings Christmas crackers all of those fun yes. sorts of products that we love buying at that time of year um, really extend their campaign to go that little bit further. So, And they they have reported that publicly as their most successful Christmas campaign ever.
1: Right. So I lived there
0: for a while, (laughs) like 15 years ago, and I loved them then. So that sort of full circle planning did very well as well.
1: Well, they've always got the, the right messaging, and I think that you've touched on something uh, really interesting because Christmas is such a great time for retailers to give that storytelling and focusing on what's important to them from their own brand values, but equally trying to solve um, Christmas gift ideas for for customers.
0: Yeah, and I love that, like, m they've got budgets. They can do that fully blown version of it, and lots of Australian retailers can too, and that's fantastic. But small business can now do it too, too. Um, in the, in the vertical video area and have millions of people, um, look, you know, watching things like reels and TikToks every single day and finding their brand. And just the fact that we share them so much now. We have two billion reels shared every day. Oh my it's my God. love language with my sister. It's how <laughs> we talk for the whole week between when I see her is we just shoot each other reels back <laughs> and forth for the week. So it's, um, you know, that's that's just something else that i love about it is just the extent of the interaction in it for all brands
1: yeah well Kate, it's always a delight to catch up with you thank you so much for joining us for some special christmas edition retail therapy we hope you have a very merry christmas
0: thank you very much so fantastic to have been here